Hello, and welcome to the Surplus Geek Podcast. I'm Jake, and I am joined by Bailey, who is back from his time away. Hey, it's great to be back. So, this episode is not going to be really focused on military surplus, because I want to take this opportunity to talk to Bailey about his time at Yellowstone. So, we're going to focus on that, so I apologize for people expecting more surplus talk, but, well, I got to take this opportunity, so... Are you ready to talk about Yellowstone? Oh, sure, yeah. All right, so you were a park ranger at Yellowstone? Yeah, I was a park ranger from May until the end of October of this year. But um, there were many positions of being a park ranger, such as like law enforcement, uh, fee collection, which is what I did down at the south entrance. You can also be a park guide, a tour guide, and many other things. You can also do, it depends on the park where you want to go to, but there's also like stuff that involves with science and history and whatnot. It's just not mostly just nature-based. There's also a lot of science and history that goes behind the parks itself because we also have national parks, national monuments, national battlefields, national seashores, and many other things. Yeah, so basically, uh, Park Ranger covers more than just park uh, national parks. It covers a lot of stuff, So, which I think a lot of people don't realize. I think they just think you're just some dude wearing a weird hat standing out in the woods. <laughs> but <laughs> besides that, um, so why did you want to be a Park Ranger? I think we might have covered this a little bit before you left, but we'll just go over it again. So my definition again might be different than last time because i kind of have a different perspective now how i look into it but as again i've graduated a degree in history so i do want to pursue my career in something with that such as working at like a national battlefield potentially working as a archive uh, technician or as a park guide or anything that has to do with history related that i would actually would love to you know get into and enjoy it actually but um i still love the nature aspect of it so i think going back out west and stuff like that especially experiencing like yellowstone for the first time actually (laughs) actually for it being my first season inside the park service that was actually you know a a great experience that many cannot you know get nowadays you know it's just it's kind of it's a very competitive field from what I've heard and talked to and other past employees and whatnot. Yeah, it makes sense because you don't have, there's not like there's an infinite number of positions. You guys only need so many people covering each park or battlefield or whatever. Well, the problem too with uh, the lo- the smaller parks, not like, you know, size-wise, it's just mostly like the employment status of like how many they have work at the time. So for the most part, Bigger parks do rely off temporary positions, seasonal positions as well, which is about five or six months of the year. Then they can go back to their last job or keep working for the National Park Service. But then again, like I said, like I was trying to get to about the smaller parks was that they mostly have permanent positions, which is where they would work until they either retire or something were else to happen to them. And that's when a new position would actually finally open up for them. Yeah, that makes sense. Um, so, kind of, you, you already alluded to what a park ranger is because it's not just one thing; it's multiple different, mm-hmm. and it depends on the location. But uh, you guys wear a specific uniform. We do. So, um, 
when you first start out, you're actually given a uniform allowance. Um, it depends on which park or like the seas. I think uh, for me, it was about 500, maybe 600 to start off with a uniform allowance. I could buy whatever I wanted to. We can choose. It depended on the seat. For actually, for the seasons and whatnot, we actually had to wear specific uniform pieces. Like for instance, we wear like a like a modernized, stylized uh, campaign hat, like the N nineteen was an N nineteen ten Montana Peak Air campaign hat, whatever. Yeah, it was. I think that's where it comes from. Yeah. But in the summer, the hats are made out of straw, while the ones in the winter are made out of felt. Makes sense. Yes, yeah, but especially um, in Yellowstone, where the difference in temperature that's a that's a weird thing too because you, you could be working yellowstone with summer and winter yeah you'd be changing your clothes and uniform pieces interchangeably but you could be literally working like in florida and still wear your winter uniform all year round because there's no need for a felt hat you mean wear your summer all year long yeah, yeah. you can wear your summer no, uniform you all year round that makes sense yeah because you're it's dependent on the the weather, climate, and stuff climate. Yeah. yeah and in yellowstone it actually does get snow so yep uh but you weren't there for wait was there any snow before there you was left? snow in september oh okay there you go <laughs> um so what was yellowstone like because i've never gone and uh eventually maybe i'll go but uh it was beautiful yeah yeah um there's just there's so much i didn't get to do that i wanted to do while i was there like i like to hike that's why i kind of went to it's just to go out and out and about and hike I did about five mile, ten mile hikes some days and stuff like that. I just go out like half a day, bring like thirty to fifty pounds of gear on my back, and just go out and hike and come back home and just relax, make a nice dinner. But there are some hikes out there that I have not done yet that I want to go do whenever I get the chance to go back, which I yeah. might end up going back maybe next year in the summer. So hopefully that's the case. But um, one day I actually did a. Uh, twenty mile hike one day just for, just for fun I guess if you think of it that way, it was really gorgeous. I took so many good pictures when I was doing that hike. I actually passed by um some parts that were actually burnt down from I I forget the fire's name, but it happened back in the eighties. That actually burnt down a good amount of Yellowstone back in the day. I passed by certain sections that were burnt down. I also passed by geothermal areas and whatnot. The, uh, trail itself is also called um, Heart Lake. It's um, is it driving on the main road from the south entrance? It's about like fifteen twenty minutes up the road. You want to take a right, and um, you park in this parking lot, dirt parking lot, and just start going on this hike. It's also meant for like a backcountry camping too and whatnot. Like you can also reserve these campsites. Oh, that's cool! In the backcountry, people can like hike out there. With their tents and stuff like that, and camping. So like real camping. Tessels. Yeah, pretty much. Not glamping. Hard, hardcore camping, I'd say. Yeah. But um, we also have these uh, ranger cabins out there because we also have like backcountry law enforcement, LE law enforcement that go out there and stay out there for like a week and patrol the area pretty much for like wildlife and any other incidents and whatnot. But um, usually sometimes if the cabin is not occupied, you can actually stay in it. Oh, that's cool. Until... They kind of have to kick you out until they have to use it pretty much. Because actually, I went out there hiking. I'm like, huh, I might do that one day. And there's actually uh, volunteer rangers there and they're just talking to me and whatnot. So that's pretty cool. That's That sounds pretty awesome. Uh, it's cool that there's that option. I didn't realize you could camp anywhere inside. 
Um, it is designated areas. Well, like, yeah, but you can still the backcountry. You do have to get a permit online yeah. or call the number, or whatever. But that's still cool, though. Yeah, but if you kind of like rough it, like <laughs> without any permits, anything like that, you can get you can get in big trouble for that. Oh yeah, I figured. Yeah, I know. I know. Uh, there's a huge hubbub about filming on Yellowstone. Yeah, a, you have to get YouTube special channel. permits and whatnot. You yeah, have to, like apparently yeah. it's ridiculous how the permitting is done. But uh, we'll stay away from that topic. <laughs> it's not it's not something I know anything about. Um, so uh, wildlife obviously was something that you saw a lot of too. Oh yeah, um, it's just everywhere. It's everywhere, no matter where you go. But the, that's a funny thing too, is because you know we're telling people, oh, you can go here and look at, you know, you might see bison, you might see a bear, you might see something here. They don't see them half the time, and they get all, you know. They get mad. They, they get mad because it, yeah. they they thought I lied to them. I'm like, no, it's just how animals are. They do whatever they do whatever well, they feel like. It's funny if you spend any time. I, I spent a little bit of time in Colorado because my sister used to live in Colorado. Um, yeah, wildlife just walks down the street. It just doesn't yeah. care. Yeah, they just just go wherever they want, and uh, I feel like it's probably the same there. You probably see more, but just because it's a little bit less populated, but it's enough that you know. Yeah. Um. I remember going to uh, work at one of the campgrounds one day while on duty, and it was like around 7 o'clock in the morning or something like that, and there was actually a grizzly bear walking along the side of the road going the opposite way of my car. I was heading north. Was he on his, his uh, side of the lane? Actually, he was. He was actually doing pretty good. Oh, nice. He was going he to the speed limit. Signals? Going to speed limit. All right. Yeah. Fair, fair. I don't think I'd want to pull over a grizzly bear. No, I wouldn't either. I don't want to mess with them. License and registration. <laughs> claw get clawed in the face uh so and uh you do have photos on your instagram right i posted a few but i want to get around and actually so i do have um pictures on my camera that i took with me of other stuff one of my hikes and stuff like that but i also have um, more pictures from the camera that my parents actually came out when they picked me up from Yellowstone. They actually took more pictures on the camera mm-hmm. that actually came out really well. So I want to take those pictures and eventually do a couple posts maybe on them because the limit is 10 images on Instagram. So I might do like about I know, two to three posts about the... Uh, really my, limits what you can do. I might, honestly, for a post idea, I actually might do like my top 10 favorite pictures from Yellowstone. That'd be fun. So I might do something like that. I might post a couple of videos on there too as well because I actually did get some good videos while I was out there. And just so everyone knows, because if anyone only listens to the podcast and doesn't actually know us from Instagram, uh, his name has changed on Instagram since the last time he was on. He used to be Billy's Militaria collection. Now yeah. he is Yankee Militaria. Militaria. Yep. So just so everyone knows, it's at Yankee Militaria, right? Yep. Okay. And I made the logo for him, just saying. It's all right. Could have been, been better. I also, <laughs> I also made your Christmas logo as well. He so. did. Yeah. Thank uh, you. So that's that's Yellowstone. Um, I feel like oh, you could talk more about Yellowstone. Yeah, we'll keep but, getting yeah. into it. Uh, but uh, so you had to live. This is a job where you live at the job, basically. You're, yeah. You're, you're, are you technically on call twenty four seven or? Uh, or it depends like on the situation, cycles? I guess. But for me, not really. No. So you guys are on like shifts yeah on we're on shifts you guys have graveyard shifts no no okay no um so where did you, where did you live while you're out out there so i live like literally i live right at my job <laughs> i was like probably about a minute or two walk for like my actual position because uh 
we lived in a housing complex for the rangers and other like other rangers and whatnot and other like spouses too and other families and we just walk across towards the ranger station that's where pretty much we get our daily information like news or whatever anything that we should be aware of throughout the day and stuff like that and we just go out and work in the uh, the booth which we would collect the fees and whatnot for the entrance and uh you guys live in what so the housing complex was it like cabins or uh there were a few cabins um you had the option of either choosing a federal housing situation or your own housing situation which would be living in your own trailer like a um rv or something like that and what i decided to do was to live in a trailer for six months and that was quite a adventure of itself right there yeah yeah was it interesting living on your own it was really weird i've well I mean, you did college. I did college. I can, but it's not the same as being on your own. On yes your own. and no. The way I looked at it was like, it kind of reminded me of college living in, in my, with myself in my own dorm. But I don't have my dorm mates or anything like that, my yeah. roommates. And you also have a little bit more space than the dorm, I feel like. Just yeah, but more. this Your trailer's... bathroom is also your bathroom. Yeah, which was nice. I had yeah. to clean my own urine and stuff like that, which was a relief. <laughs> yeah, that's. it's always nice when you're not dealing with... Cause when I went to college, we had kind of the whole floor had one bathroom. Yep. So and it was only two toilets for like 20, 30 people. Yep. It was not fun. Uh, and only two showers. One bath with a shower and then just a standard stand-up shower. In my college, um, it depends where I was at, but if I was like an uh, apartment, I guess, we had two bathrooms and usually two people would share each bathroom. See, that's not bad, but no. ours, ours was... It was not a fun. It was a, it was not a fun. Experience. I got lucky too because my actually my roommate left. So you just by yourself. So I was by myself. The bathroom by myself. Yeah, yeah I like my roommate. Oh, yeah. I just didn't like. I just didn't like the setup. I mean, the military had better bathrooms than that college <laughs> had. So I mean, that tells you everything you need to know. But yeah, I mean, better facilities as in barracks facilities were better. Not the range bathrooms. That's a whole other story. Yeah, those are freaking terrifying. Uh so like I know. While you're out there, we talked and stuff. For for the first half of the time you're out there, you had to drive like 45 minutes to get good enough self-service. Sometimes, to have a phone yeah. Call. And then eventually you got Wi-Fi. Yeah, so at first it was kind of hard because it's hard to kick a habit, really, if you think about it, because we're so like hooked on our technology and our phones every day, especially our computers and whatnot. Yeah. For me, it was hard because I'm so young. I'm like, oh, I got to do all this tech-savvy crap and stuff like that. Yeah, you're, you you want to look at your phone. I want to look at my phone, yeah. I want to it, wake yeah. up, look at YouTube of kitties playing, whatever, something yeah. like that. And, I want to look mean, at TikTok. <laughs> you actually did the smart thing. You kind of took yourself away from a lot of your social media. I did. Media. I actually disconnected from most of my social media. I still occasionally talk to people and whatnot, but I wasn't always on like my YouTube, my Snapchat, anything like that. I actually disconnected for a little bit. I actually felt a lot more better about myself. Yeah, it helps to get away. I think, yeah. And not only that, you're in nature, probably cleaner air than you used to. Oh, yeah. I mean, there's something to be said about that, just being away from the hubbub of, of the technology-driven life that we've... Uh, that is not the focus of this podcast, but that's a, <laughs> that could be a podcast. Um, but I'm not an expert in that field. Um, so you you spent six months roughly out there. Yeah. Um, Anything fun happened when you're out there? Anything crazy? Anything, anything you can talk about that's not going to get in trouble? 
Yeah. Uh, there are some things that I can mention, but there are some things I cannot mention. I figured. I can say it off the podcast in person, but I can't talk about it on the podcast because it, it can actually be used against me. So we'll, we'll, we'll leave those ones I'll out. Talk to, I'll talk about stuff I can probably mention that won't get me in a lot of trouble. But um, so usually we do carry like radios, like we carry like radios on us at all times. It's a um, proximity radio. Like we can actually call people within the park using our codes or whatnot. And we also have other... What's the brand for the radio people out there? Oh, uh, the brand that we used? Yeah. Uh, Motorola. Okay. It was like a $1,000 radio. Yeah, I figured. I just yeah. want to know because, you know, people out there would probably be interested in knowing yeah, what it was you like guys a, I, forget, I forget what it was, but it was like a Motorola or something Someone like that. out there does a park ranger impression. Yeah. <laughs> they want to know these information. <laughs> um, we do have... We had to wear badges specifically... It had to be three quarters up from the seam of our uh, right pocket. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, because you guys, yeah, it's similar standards to the military. We yeah. have, things have to be in a certain order because you're, yep. you're a representative of the park services. Yep. So you well, actually, sure. the federal government, but yeah. Yeah. Well, wouldn't it technically fall under park services, whatever national park services, NPS? Well, Department of Department Interior. Of so. Oh, it's really Department of Interior? Yeah. Well, it's oh. NPS, the, then it's a bunch of other subdivisions, and it's the... Uh, over, and, they, oh, and then you go to the NPS. Oh, okay, that makes sense, then, I guess. Then it's overrun or overruled by yeah, the uh, comes, Department of Interior. Then okay. Then it's like another department. That's interesting. That it. Yeah. So technically... All right. So technically a federal government. Interesting. Yeah. 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 Didn't know that. Um, so here's a fun fact, actually. Yellowstone National Park actually has its own federal jurisdiction system where we have our own judge, jury, and a courthouse. Where's the jury selected from? Just from people that live on the federal land? Or is it just all park rangers? I know that's not how it works. I think... <laughs> I don't know. I do... I think, it probably is selected from the state. I believe so. But that'd yeah. be kind of weird. Yeah, it'd be kind of weird, so... I would I would assume that any sort of federal case that goes through is probably, like, a, a, a judge-based judgment, no no jury. Yeah. Where, uh, you know, where, you know maybe it's a three-panel judge system or something like that. I don't, I'm not a lawyer, yeah, it depends so. on It depends on the case itself, I'm pretty sure, but um, I think, again, it's also just judge and... But it, make, it makes sense, because if Yellowstone itself is pu- uh, public land or federal land, mm-hmm. it would be in its own jurisdiction, so you'd have to be covered by something for for a judge so it makes sense that you'd have your own federal jail federal enforcement of law yep because you're talking about something that's technically separate from the state of which you are a part of sort of if that makes sense yeah so that's something to keep in mind too if you're on yellowstone and you commit a crime don't do it (laughs) you're committing a federal crime um also i am not a lawyer so none of this is legal advice i can't advocate for anything but just don't do anything dumb (laughs) yeah well we can advocate for that don't do bad things uh so you really can't talk about too many of your stories because we don't want to put you at risk of not being able to continue your career as a park ranger so i guess we might skip that and well i do have a uh, i do have a good story but yeah i should be fine um so back to the radios this kind of plays into the part of the story itself. The radios, um, people can contact each other, like I said, using codes or whatnot. They can call dispatch. Um, I'm not sure if I was there for it one day or actually, no, I was, uh, actually had off and I heard it over the radio. I was in my trailer 
you can just turn on your, your radio and just listen to like the law enforcement, other rangers going at it on the radio and stuff like that, talking about the situations and whatnot. But um, I think I talked to you about this, what, the U-Haul truck maybe? No, I don't think you brought this up. Okay, so this might be a good one. So one day um, a U-Haul truck comes through one of the entrances. I can't remember if it's either the east or the west entrance, one of the two. And apparently they were notified. Ellie was notified. Law enforcement, which is Ellie is law enforcement, if anyone doesn't know. Yeah. So Ellie was notified about the U-Haul truck, I think either acting, the driver acting suspicious or the driving recklessly. But it turned out that the uh, U-Haul truck was actually a stolen vehicle, I believe. Oh, so it came back as stolen. Yeah. That's interesting. Cause U-Haul. And um, in the back of it, apparently, it was actually involved allegedly in a bunch of uh, stolen possession items. Huh. In the back of the U-Haul truck. Also, the people in the truck, the driver and the uh, person, the passenger, had, um, I believe, felonies. They had warrants? Yeah, they had warrants, and they were in possession of a firearm. So this is just, this just got worse and worse and worse. It, it keeps getting worse. I... I think this is what happened. I'm pretty. I just. This is from what I heard over the yeah, radio. Of other the, people telling the radio me version of it. Yeah. So, um, anyone wants to FOIA request that, go right ahead. Yeah. <laughs> there you go. I'm just trying to think. So, but what I heard over the radio, other Ellie's telling me is that the guy actually had an AR hidden behind a piece of cardboard on his right side of his driver's side. That's not sketchy. No. So it was hidden. So. That's another thing that Ellie has to be aware of of the situation too is that no matter what you're doing, they can always use lethal force regardless. Well, not only that, if if you're if, if you're legally carrying a firearm, yeah, it's smart. It is if you get pulled over to alert any. It uh, is legal Leo to carry a firearm in Yellowstone. You just have to, I think it has to be concealed. I'm pretty sure. Yeah. But it, but anywhere, any jurisdiction, generally speaking, even if it's not a law, it's smart to always alert an officer yep. that you have a firearm just just to prevent that officer from feeling unsafe. Now, it doesn't always work out, and I'm not going to get into it because there's political connotation there. But I've, the state that we're in, I'm pretty sure it's you're legally required to tell the yeah. officer if you're concealed carrying. And again, no legal advice here, but I think it's just a little quick highlight to just be like, yeah, you should, should never give up any of your rights, but when it comes to firearms and cops, we know what happens. It's not a bad idea to be like, hey, you know, this and that. But again, no legal advice. This is just us opining on the situation. So, yeah, you got the radio version of it, so who knows how crazy it was. Well, here's the other part about the U-Haul truck story. (laughs) So, you know how the U-Haul has those, like, uh, murals or whatever, like the Golden Gate Bridge or something like that, whatever, you know, the Mississippi or whatever, the Missouri Loop, whatever that thing is, the Golden Arch, whatever it is. Yeah. So, Ellie, you're over the radio, frantically going, like, what kind of truck was it? And like, ah, oh, it was a U-Haul truck. And I'm like, all right, uh, what did it have for like a description? And they got saying the plates and stuff like that. And I'm like, okay, what does it look like? They're like, I don't know. I think it had either a panda or a walrus on the side of it. And they're like, what? Okay. So they're trying to figure out like where this U-Haul truck was going and coming from and stuff like that. So they're like, they're like, uh. Uh, LE number whatever blah 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 be on the lookout for either a walrus or a panda U-Haul truck heading either <laughs> east or westbound 
<laughs> like, that's a lot of information that's not helpful. I know. It's like, okay. <laughs> it's so. going west, north, east, or south. Be on the lookout for something. Well, it's kind of easy to pinpoint where, if they know where the entrance they're coming from, it's yeah. easy to There's indicate only so many where they're coming from. Yeah, yeah, where they're going. That makes sense, but it is still funny to be like Because if they're already into, like deep inside the park, it's kind of hard to know. Yeah. Because, well, again, it can be going, like, he's heading eastbound from the east entrance, so it's like he either hasn't gone that far in yet. It's so easy to catch him, but then again... Yeah, you know. it could go both ways on that. Yeah. I get that, yeah. It doesn't help, too, that all U-Hauls have Arizona plates. Oh, do they? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Because they Arizona is something to do with taxes and yeah. registering the vehicles. If you know, I not I I could be wrong about this. Someone can uh, fact check me on this, but I'm pretty sure Arizona they have all have Arizona plates for some sort of tax reason or price or whatever it costs to do it. Whatever something like that. It, it's one of those little fun facts that you learn about U-Haul. Yep. Uh, I could be wrong. It could be a different company, but I thought it was U-Haul. But anyways. So that doesn't help law enforcement. No. So I think... Where are they coming from? Well, every U-Haul is Arizona place. That doesn't help us. <laughs> so I think they ended up finally getting arrested and stuff like that from what I've heard and stuff. But that's all I know. It's, yeah, it's kind of funny, though. You just you get like a whole incident happen over radio and you're just like, oh. Walrus or panda? It's like, Wal- oh, yeah. okay. How do, you, but, how, um, how do you not know the difference between a walrus and a panda? They're like... They're very different. I know. I just... It's, I'm like, what? Okay. Especially there being a panda on a U-Haul truck. I think they do. I could see that. They yeah. do. They do butterflies and stuff on there too. I, I so can like, see yeah. a panda. I can see a walrus. I just don't know how you can mistake the two. I'm sorry. But I don't know. They're very different. <laughs> uh, I guess I'm trying to think of other stories too. Roundish, but um, there was one story where um, one Ellie that I know and work with, um, he was involved with a uh, high speed chase through Yellowstone. Yeah. Yeah, 100 miles per hour. Through Yellowstone? 100 miles per hour, yeah, through Yellowstone, yeah. And what's the speed limit in Yellowstone, 15? It depends. Some, wait, it said 15? Is it 15 miles an hour, 25? Uh, some certain sections, like if you're hit, like passing through like a high pedestrian area or like a high visitation area, it's about 25. But overall, throughout the park, I think it's uh, 45 or 55. Oh, that's 45. actually higher than I would expect. I guess it makes yeah. sense, it's a big, big area, but... but um. This guy was going 100 miles per hour through the uh, Old Faithful area. I give the guy props for going that fast, especially through that area. Is it like windy or? Yeah, it's, well, but the problem too was the area's going under construction during the time. So there's a lot of construction cones and barriers and whatnot Yeah, just there. stuff in the way. And yeah. it's very narrow. And not only that, it goes from like one lane to like two lanes for like five seconds and down to one lane and another two or more lanes within the five seconds after that. And that's at one lane. And again, it's Old Faithful. So you have cars coming in and out at that entire time throughout that area. Wow. I'm Actually, yeah. I'm surprised they were able to... I mean, so, maybe they weren't actually going 100. Maybe no, the they, cop, no. The cop was uh, using... No, he was going 100. Yeah. I think it top speed was like 103 miles per hour. Officer, when did you last check your radar? No, it's good. <laughs> um, but um, they, yeah, finally, no they finally got to the guy, but the way that it could have ended. The guy actually almost could have gotten killed. Oh, yeah. Going 100 miles an hour? Through well, the issue anywhere. that happened was that the Ellie that I was talking to about it actually was behind the vehicle that was going 100 miles per hour. He pulled into an like a, a kind of dirt road. Mm-hmm. And 
he pulled in far enough that the Ellie said it was almost like a perfect ambush spot that if the guy could have gotten down, probably could have shot him per- like perfectly for ambush. Really? Because the uh, it didn't, he didn't have that much visibility on the uh, suspect. Yeah. Because like we didn't, they didn't know if he had any firearms, anything like that or not. It's, but well, especially luckily he didn't. Yeah, especially with the guys driving 100 miles an, uh, yeah. an hour. You, I don't know why he was. I forget the reason, but you could probably, probably look just, that up. He probably just had a warrant. Yeah, and, yeah. and again, everyone wants to FOIA request any of this stuff. You can also look up these uh, some of these cases too on the uh, the website itself or on the uh, Yellowstone Instagram page. They is- they usually issue these uh, cases out now and then, where people would be like, "Oh, people, this person was the thermal trespassing, thousand dollar fine, Jeez. a night in jail, and banned from the park for the rest of the year and stuff like that." But there's been cases where people would like go out of their ways and feed animals like from their hands and oh give like God. a bear. This happened in uh, Grand Teton, which is right below uh, Yellowstone in the south, where um, this woman was actually feeding a grizzly bear oh cake God. from her hand. That is the worst idea. And No, the bear didn't attack her, which I'm surprised. It I know, but it's still not a good idea. No. Not but, against a grizzly. So they they finally caught her and actually um, gave her justice, like, find her and stuff like that. And I don't think they... Uh, neutralize the bear because with instances such as this, we either have to relocate the bear, or or yeah, put it down. Put it down because because it, it starts to learn the bad habits. Yeah, and not only that, once it starts to learn that habit of you know getting food from a humans and keep going it back to that spot, it. yeah, or doesn't go back into other areas that have yeah. human high human. Traffic. It starts to seek out humans because it thinks humans equal food. Yeah. Reward you know, and like oh, reward, yeah. yeah. And this is this is actual advice. People don't feed animals when you're not supposed to feed animals because this is what happens. There's an actual toll to it, so it's important. The worst thing too about it is that this grizzly was a was a mother, oh, so, so she could have been feeding her cubs, and the cubs kind of would have caught on and be like, "Ooh, maybe yep. we should take you know advice." And bears usually, mother bears usually produce like between one to three, if not four cubs hmm. per litter every year and stuff like that. So it's, this this could have been extremely bad. If yeah, did uh so you so people do get banned from the parks? And oh yeah, oh yeah. Did, is there any like lifetime bans or anything? There like? are lifetime bans. Was there any one year out there? No, but there was one I believe a few years ago in Yellowstone. Really? Did yeah. was there anyone get banned uh, when you were around, or for like a year? Or? For like a year? Yeah. Yeah. Um, if you go on. The uh, page, whatever, is telling you that this person was banned from the park for like either the rest of the year or until next year and stuff like that. Oh, that's interesting. Yeah, there is um, some where, like I said, they either thermal trespass, and that's very dangerous enough as it is because the ground below, like the uh, the uh, geysers and stuff like yeah, that, the hot springs, right? it's very fragile. Yeah. So you can literally step, not put that much pressure on it, and just fall right through and just burn your skin alive. Like I was you, say, you burn not alive. Like that just I know that. On one side of the guy, like farther away from the geyser, it's cooler water. But the, as you get closer, it's boiling hot. Yeah, you're getting yeah. too over. You're, you're gonna you're yeah. gonna burn alive. Yeah, you're gonna. It's gonna be bad. So, as another important advice, don't jump into boiling water. Another advice: do not swim in. Don't swim in the lakes, or anything like that, because that water is freezing almost. Oh, really? It's like 40, 50 degrees. Wow, that's that's can, wild. That you, you can, can have, get hypothermia easily. You can have that cold of water. And then not too far away, also have yeah, you know, scalding hot, you know. Well, there are parts in Yellowstone where you can you can actually swim in like in hot springs runoff, but 
I'm not sure if I would trust it or not. Um, people have done it in the past before, but then again, it's like yeah, I don't, don't want to. You don't have Dante's Peak, you know? I don't yeah, I've seen that movie, but um, that's a good movie, by the way. Um, you've seen Dante's Peak? I don't think so. It's no. got a uh, who's in Dante's? I'll talk to you after about right. it, but we don't have to go into here. But it's a good movie. Um, it's about I don't know if it takes place in Yellowstone. I don't think it does. It takes, it's about a volcano becoming active and, and erupting, and, and it's about the the people that live at the base of the volcano and like escaping it and stuff like that. It's a good movie. Um, but there's a scene in the movie where there's these two teenagers in a, in a, uh, a hot spring and the hot mm-hmm. spring ends up boiling them alive because the temperature rises a lot hot, hotter than it's supposed to be. Um, so good movie. It's a little graphic, but it's a good movie. Uh, I recommend it. Um, it came out the same time as like the movie volcano. It's, you know, like uh, Hollywood always does this where they come out with multiple, the same concepts all at the same time. Yep. Um, just like uh, Deep Impact and Armageddon, I'm pretty sure came out roughly at the same time. I think I could be wrong about that. Um, so yeah, so that's interesting. I mean, I always assumed that people could get banned, but it's just one of those things you don't think about. Like, I'm assuming it's kind of like a trespass order where you're just being told that you're, you know, you're trespassing on, so they give you like a court order kind of thing, or or is it just informal, like you've been banned from for a year? Um. Do you guys keep pictures up of the people? No. <laughs> when you come in and you like hold them up, all right, you're not the guy. <laughs> no, it's just I'm not sure how that works actually. I mean, like it's probably just the honor system. Yeah, it, ha- it has to be. Like if they if somebody like if, if you just know that that person you see them they recognize them and you check their name. There's probably a database. I'm assuming there is. Yeah, there is a database. So you guys have something to reference. But I was I was that's what I was thinking. I'm like, how would you even know? Because it's such a big area. I know you guys have so much over yeah uh, five inches yeah yeah with with work because you have temp workers and you know it's interesting to think about but um but on a side note while you're out there you were able to do a little driving a little little going to antique and army navy stores and stuff you were able to pick up a few things yeah you got a couple good items for cheap i did actually so i know what what was the best item that you found when you're out there i Mm. I can think of what it is but there were a lot of good items I showed you everything I bought, right? I'm pretty sure, yeah. What do you think was the best? Uh, you got the two cord out there, didn't you? Oh, yeah. And it was like the $10, cover? right? Yeah, 10 bucks. Yeah, and it was <laughs> in a bin of like... A bunch of other two quarts. But it was like all Alice. Oh, it was like a mix of uh, 1972 dated ones, Alice, uh, the newest... SPO number, whatever it was. Yeah, yeah, the later dated, yeah. Uh, there was a bunch of Alice 1, one and 2 and other stuff. And you just found this. I it was found 1968 it. dated, right? 19, I think it was 1967. Oh, yeah, that's right, because it's rubberized. Kind of. I got to bring it in for you one day. I, I, yeah, I got to see it, yeah. yeah. But I would say that was one of the items that you pulled out. I was like, oh, my God, $10 for something like that. Ugh, <laughs> oh, you know, it's like... And I went back there again. I'm like, I'm going to find another one. I gave up after 10 minutes because I had my girlfriend you, with me. You found, uh, didn't you also found a 1967 uh, compass pouch too, right? Plastic stamp? I found like, no, I found like a bunch of 70s data ones. I thought you found, I thought you had a 68 dated. No, I bought that one from uh, oh, okay. eBay. I thought I thought you got, you got that one there. I guess I'm mistaken, but I thought it was something else you got too, right? While you're like out what? there. That was really cool. Oh, that's a bunch of cool stuff. Um, you got the forty millimeter. I got the uh, plastic, the layer, right? Yeah, I got the six uh, six forty millimeter practice rounds and the bandolier. That's pretty cool. Yeah, you get the dummy rounds. Yeah, with yeah. the blue tips. 
Yeah, they had chalk in it and stuff like that. Yep, that's what they that's are. That's pretty yep. cool. Yep. I also bought like two more helmets. Yep, you got uh, two M1s, right? Yeah, two M1s. One with a uh, Mitchell cover and uh, uh, OD green cover as well. Yeah, the OD cute green. It's very nice. Yeah. Uh, there were, I actually, they were just so cheap. I actually had to get them. Oh, yeah. When you find deals like that, you know, and, and the thing is yeah. that that's not cool is that in our area, we have very limited Army-Navy yep. options, and the pricing is usually not the greatest. Yeah, no. Sometimes you'll get lucky, but a lot of times stuff is, like, even stuff that should be cheap is overpriced. That's why I generally only buy on eBay or online in general, because yep. I can at least hunt for a good price. Yeah, I also bought that uh, three-cell grenade carrier, too, that 67 dated. Oh, yeah, yep. Uh, I bought a bunch of stuff. And that's going to be coming up in a future post? Two, actually. Uh, actually, one. Just one? Yeah. Not, not using it in both? Well, I'll probably come up with multiple posts, but yeah. you have one lined up, one in the one in the bullpen. That's going to be a February... That one's going to be posted in February. Okay. Yeah, that's going to be my... I think my... my Probably my best post, I think, in my opinion. Yeah. I, it's going to be a good that, one. Is that the one you showed me? Yeah. Yeah, that one's going to be good. That's, that's, yeah, that's going to be a fun one. one. I think yeah. both of them are going to be really good. Yeah. No, yeah, definitely. So uh, that's going to be fun. Uh, hopefully we can talk about that in the future. I might make I might post a January if I'm feeling a little frisky. <laughs> Maybe January, February. Let's just see and find out. I got to start posting more myself, but no. We got to do some... Uh, Post together, yeah. a little larping. We gotta, do, we gotta larp together. Once, once uh, we get through the winter months, we'll do a little larping. Yeah, I don't want to do it once. It's it's gonna start snowing soon. We're supposed to get snow this week, so unfortunately. Uh, oh well. Yeah, well, but we we will we do plan on doing. I do want to do some outdoor out, outside stuff. I, I the, the inside stuff's fine, but I do want to get some some proper yeah you know backgrounds and stuff so it doesn't feel so white drop backdrop kind of same thing, thing again and again. Yeah, again yeah. and again. It's fine, but I mean, I'm focused right now on completely different things, as you know, so I am working on other stuff, and it's taking all my time. So I think that pretty much, I think, covers most of Yellowstone. At least we can always revisit in the future, Uh, but I wanted to have you on to talk about Yellowstone while it's still fresh in your mind. I mean, if you go back, obviously, it'd be cool, and we can talk about it again then, but it's cool that you got this opportunity to go out and be a park ranger and get to do all the fun stuff and not fun stuff with being a park ranger. <laughs> it's not all fun. I know. No, I've had to deal with the uh, angry August crowd. That was, uh, that was fun. And all of this during, during the, uh, COVID, yeah. the COVID. So, I mean, that's, that's another big thing. Um, yeah, the federal government had to do, uh, other mandates and stuff like that. Yeah. Too, that it it gets weird stuff. when your, yeah. your states are different from the federal and then people, I, I can imagine that being weird, but it is what it is. Hopefully, hopefully the, those days are going to be behind us eventually, but we'll see. Um, one can only pray. So I think with that, we'll just, we'll call this one. Uh, yeah. It's good to have you back. Thank you. Hopefully everyone enjoyed listening to you talk about Yellowstone and, and the likes and hopefully maybe you inspired someone to look into being, yeah, if you have any questions or you're curious about the position and what I do and stuff like that, just uh, give me a DM on the Instagram or anything like that, really. And give again, me Facebook, I don't care. That's uh, Yankee Military. Yankee Military. Just had to plug it because you changed. So people listen to the old episodes are going to think you're still Bailey's Military Collection, but nope, you changed it. <laughs> you wanted to give it a unique spice to it. So. Yeah. So uh, thanks for listening. Uh, hopefully uh, we can get another episode done soon. Um, if not... 
happy holidays because we're in that time time of year uh and uh hope you have a good time so all right